Hello and welcome friends to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast and we're here with the fastest witch of them all, Mr. Chris. Hello Mr. Yo, Chris. Yo. Oh, hello. What do you think Mr. Chris about this whole chakra thing? Um, It's a basic colour by numbers system. Is it a collection in it like Pokemon got to catch them all? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the idea they try and sell to everybody. What other things did they try to sell? Necklaces with chakras on, you know, the pendants, obviously a set of chakra crystals. And then, of course, you've also got the matching earrings. Yeah, all sorts. Bag charms, key rings, all these things. Yeah. Are these legit, Mr. Chris? Are they legit? Well, I don't I don't particularly have a problem with them. I think people don't go far enough with them, if that makes sense. So you're saying that they're okay, you can purchase them, but are they magical? Will they do anything? Because I think there's this little confusion with some that if they purchase some chakra earrings that they're somehow magical and that they're imbued with some sort of a power, that they're not some mass-produced stuff from China, you see? Well, I think they're going to have to accept most of them are mass-produced by China. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest problem with them is that people don't seem to understand the separation, so they don't seem to... <coughs> They don't seem to think about actually what we consume as mm. the chakra system is a westernized version yes. of something ancient. So what people tend to do is get all conflated with what they think the what they think the, the system is um, and then are surprised when those that still use that system, such as the, you know, um, Ayurvedic medicine, etc., to then realise it's far more complicated than the Rainbow Seven. Mm. Um, so I think it's kind of, it's difficult, um, particularly when so many people spend a lot of time doing yoga these days and get a very different understanding of what they actually are. Um, and they get confused because obviously um, most yoga teachers try to use the Sanskrit names for everything mm. in order to kind of reinforce that um, kind of authentic representation. Reinforce that they didn't just make it up, you mean? Yeah, when actually when you think a lot of modern um, yoga practices were created by Japan, I believe, is it? Reiki came from Japan, didn't it? Reiki yeah, that's chakra. One. That 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 that's one of those things that are very seem to be very intertwined. And this intertwined, I think, because of the the types of practitioner, the people that do it. Chakra system is an interesting system, which I would define as a mapping system, which can be used quite easily for diagnostics within magic. If you don't think of it as a mapping system and utilization for diagnosis and such then I'm not entirely sure what you think the chakra system is. But most people, I think, are attracted to the fact that 
it's all mystical and shit, Chris, isn't it? It's all mystical. It looks mystical, and there's pretty colours involved with it. And there's I was going to say, I think a large part of it is the pretty colours, Liam. The, the pretty colours is what catches the people, do you think? Yeah. I think seeing it as a spectrum, um, and we're all about the spectrums these days in the, in the woke 21st century, um, I think the pretty colours helps for the actual understanding of it and making it so simplified. Mm. I think if they actually saw how complex it was, um, in which case, you know, a spectrum works really well in actually helping to understand um, why they are the way they are. But yeah, I think rainbow mixed with enlightenment all sounds very um, new agey for me and I struggle with it. Um, obviously, we use the chakra system when we meet people how, who see the world that way mm. and have to kind of talk them through how that still applies from a witchcraft perspective, because ultimately we'll use any mapping system that's in your brain already to kind of get you where you need to get to. Um, hmm. So I... I'm going to stereotype here. I know, I know everyone's thinking, oh, God, Liam, here we go. He's starting already. I'm going to do some stereotyping here. It's something that I need to work through, I think, with you, because you're the only person here, at least the only corporeal thing here. So we work through this. Whenever I meet people that are really into the chakra system and using the chakra system. They also seem to be quite into Reiki and they also seem to be quite into crystals and they all seem to be quite into new, the new, either the new age or what I class as kind of new age philosophies and um, magical systems, if you can call it that, which is about getting to know yourself, balancing yourself and ushering in some new age, some new great enlightenment. Normally they go vegetarian or vegan and then they, you know, dream of setting up strange little ashrams or, you know, massage studios and uh, with stone circles outside. There's a, why is this? Is it, This must be something that you've noticed also. Why is it that there is this kind of type of person that always seems to gravitate towards working with the chakra system and working with reiki and in the new age and that because i'm not if all honesty i'm not finding that when you go to the far east or somewhere it's completely different there you know where all this was really supposed to have come from now why is it that is this westerner concept these westerners that are also like you can put them in a lineup you can you can spot them you know, I mean, it's being really stereotypical, but you just, you fucking can, can't you? What's up with that? Well, without putting myself in a box, um, you can kind of argue this whole idea of the Aquarian age, the age of Aquarius, that kind of, that has been preempted from like the 60s mm. um, of this kind of post-war feeling um so kind of first and second world war that kind of is that kind of last part 
of the Pis the age of Pisces, mm. that kind of very, um, you know, which is even symbolized by it. You know, we tend to not just represent um, remembrance with the poppy, but yeah. the cross is very much part of that. Mm. Um, and it's kind of the leftover of that kind of age of Christianity, that kind of age of the fish um, and kind of moving into this slightly more fluid representation, um, which, you know, makes sense because most people would consider the zodiac to be that same wheel that the obviously the word chakra means wheel i believe in sanskrit or something like that um which is where they kind of get this kind of a idea i suppose of this flow up and down mm. as they kind of turn and they kind of flow that energy up and down that very linear system mm. um which is a bit crazy in general to kind of break you know simplify a system like that to being so linear mm. and not seeing these as movable entities you know i've had um i've had a couple of people in my life who were that way inclined um and i think i've had my my chakras realigned a few times Oh God. A very uncomfortable process. Yeah. Um, because obviously I don't I don't center all my energy into into zones like that. Mm. So which is the bit that I struggle with most, I think, with the whole chakra system, is this idea of kind of isolating energy into that kind of forced capsulization. Um because that makes them easier target practice. Yes. Um, I know that you quite like setting setting work for shattering um, chakras. I like um, to set it as homework for our mentees to go and crack people's chakras and break them. So, but yeah, I, I suppose part of it, like, you know, I'm blaming the changing cycle that's already there um, for the susceptibility of it why it's so easily spread um across the kind of western world because they're all in that kind of obsession with enlightenment and that therefore the older way is the better way and it, i suppose that it was the most visual one that was available at the time um again it's very westernized because as we do in the western world we take things from the east um and we think we can understand them so therefore we kind of all carry them around in this kind of whole process of miscommunication um which i find hilarious particularly because the age of aquarius is all about communication but um you know we'll see i don't know i'm i'm rambling here so i think that we could either delve look we could delve very deeply into the chakra system or we could delve very deeply into the western approach to magic that incorporates the, the chakra system and human psychology and why this is all such a popular thing or we can take the piss normally we would do a little bit of everything but i, I think we do need to try and stick to one okay. otherwise we'll end up getting crucified no doubt 
because I don't well, think that people would follow along. I think that anyone that tunes in to us is either completely new to listening to us and don't really quite understand. And the ones that are listening to us, they're probably going to try and read between the lines if they know us quite well, try to pick up some of the intriguing occult side of things. I'm not too sure where to go with this. I'm not too sure where to go with this at all. I don't know currently where we're pitching this in terms of audience. Well, it's the it's the pre part. It's the bit that's available to um, the plebs, I guess. Um, those that haven't. Uh, so it's first half. So I would say probably let's start with that mystical number seven. Um, and let's kind of say why they limit them to seven. Because obviously, if you were to look at Ayurvedic medicine, mm. there is a much wider connection to far more than seven. Mm. Um, I think it actually reaches closer to the magical number 33 myself. But <laughs> that that is for a whole different set of reasons. Um, so I kind of think let's focus on the seven for starters. Um, then we can probably go to that. Is it the 13 they talk about when they start to try and marry it up with egyptian mysticism oh dear i don't know yeah. when that, that all starts to go really rather sour doesn't it it's still um, that all starts to get a bit you know a draw aligned before i get to there normally um i'm much more easy easy taker of the whole getting up closer to 33 but hmm. um so I where can't, are we going are we going for teaching people how the chakra system works and how to interact with their chakras and stuff? Or are we going more for the trying to understand the new age, trying to understand the new age concept? Because there's there's occult ways of working with the chakra system. And then there's the new age ways of working with the chakra system. And the new age ways is far more about psychology and the human condition, I would say, rather than necessarily the occult is. Because the occult's very practical, I would say, in terms of if we were to discuss that. And I don't know how many people caught in the trap of Western bullshit occultism would be better off listening to the way in which people stumble across the New Age and the chakra system and then thereby get trapped up within it and don't step outside of that or push beyond the limited information that they're given. Um, I don't know. It's a very difficult one because I want to give something, but at the same time, I also find it a very difficult subject to talk about without keeping a straight, straight face. So the seven classic chakras, so here we go. If I get my fancy little grotesque chart up, We'll start at the bottom. So you've got your root chakra. They put survival next to that. You've got the sacral chakra. Sexuality. You've got the solar plexus. It's apparently power. You've got the heart, which they've listed as love. You've got the throat, which is, uh, which is listed as communication, ironically enough. And then you've got the third eye, which is intuition. And you've got the crown chakra, which is classed as spirituality. 
a quick guide to understanding the chakra system is what I typed in to get this. Very, 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 very interesting. Well, not really. It's on a website which is trying to sell you ridiculous things. So for people that are interested in furthering their magical knowledge, presumably trying to help them fulfill their lives, gives a little bit of free information about what each chakra is and what it means and what it does. But then it just tries to sell you jewelry. The herein is where I struggle to differentiate between the bullshit Western mm -hmm. wagey stuff with the actual deep magical system because I would class it as a magical system and a mapping system that's underneath it. Like I said, I feel what I think what bugs me more is the fact that we would both look at it as a mapping system for understanding energetic body mm. so that you can kind of self-diagnose and support diagnosis with others. And so they have got, like when we talk about the planetary um, uh, tree of life, you would be talking about something so you've got a shared understanding of what that map looks like. Mm. What I don't see is people actually exercising beyond that kind of basic level. So mm -hmm. when you're going like they do with auras, because to yes. me it all ties in with these pretty colours of the new age, um, which interestingly kind of line up, they reuse the colours that would be on the tree but they don't use them in the right order because that doesn't look pretty um so if you were to tie those two systems together they would struggle to actually understand well 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 on the on the orange one over here um the orange one is sexuality um i'm a bit confused because the orange one on your tree is mercury and those two things don't go together um mm. because they're not actually understanding the representation that is there because at that point you'd probably put um mercury at the throat chakra um because its dominance would be in the communication factor um but again that's simplifying things too simply and doesn't actually deliver you any occult knowledge like the chakra system as it's taught and how it's worked with in the Western world, I have to add, because an actual, um, you know, someone dealing with Ayurvedic ma medicine would not probably even use the chakra system except to explain something to a novice mm. because they kind of go, oh, that that would probably make sense to you. So I'm going to use this to explain it to you. Um, because like I say, the points across yes. the body are far more complicated in ayurvedic yeah. medicine when we learn our letter sounds in primary school that isn't really speaking is it this is the difference so what you're doing is you're yeah. trying to say okay what well, there's a lot of energy signatures and stuff to learn it's really difficult i know we're going to break them down and when you learn people when you teach children how to how to talk and how to write they learn their letters and they learn their letter sounds and all of that sort of thing. And this is basically what the chakra system is, is essentially. And then they add more and more and more. So we're starting with seven potential chakras, but actually it gets more and more advanced. Like this chart shows 114. Mm. 
okay it's kind of like well that's a lot for a beginner that's going to be very very overwhelming for someone in the beginning to really differentiate between these different energy systems mapping systems energies that exist and how they interact psychic highways and other such things and also universal concepts like what the fuck is beyond the physical world and all that mm. so it is a system of understanding all things like the tree of life some people use the tree of life which is normally what we would use to teach most western students anyway because it's so ingrained now into western occultism um that people tend to be able to use that a little more to have communication with other magical practitioners which i think is one of the other benefits isn't it if everyone speaks a similar language you speak you speak english i speak welsh but we both you know there's a wenglish you know it, it's kind of like one of these things where okay we might not all be having the same experiences and such like that but there is a common language if we can come up with some sort of common language we'll be able to suss out what's going on and this is an attempt at teaching something like that and yeah. pushing it out there and it does work but i think much like a lot of things it's not taught very well because I mean, most things are tend to be taught by beginners mm. to other beginners and with no idea you know i don't know what you would blame more in all honesty do you blame the people that have not pushed information or not pushed to learn more and push deeper down this rabbit hole or do you blame the people that do not give that knowledge because there's a many of people that are working at a high level that use the chakra system and stuff but they will not tell other people they won't speak to other people we were literally having a conversation about this very thing earlier with the map maker mm. with how far do you go with teaching people or putting it on a plate for people traditionally it was never done where things were never put on a plate for you and traditionally is where things are done in these weird fucking monasteries that you see on some sort of fantasy sci-fi show which you know realistically some of the mystery schools are still mystery school i think it comes are. down to the fact that that's the difference between um kind of eastern education and western mm -hmm. i know we've touched on this before but there is that kind of like there is degrees of mastery in the yeah. West. It's a case yeah. of, oh, well, I've learned all this basic information, so I've d I'm done at that level. And I only yeah. need to know that level because it's complete. It's complete, I tell you, it's complete. I went and did three, we uh, three weeks at an ashram, and now yeah. I completely understand the entire Eastern system. Um, whereas it's a practice, and I think when, I think that's when you find um kind of people that really understand yoga mm. and i know i'm conflating the two and the two are very different but there is that kind of part of it's a practice you do this every day and i think there's part of the western understanding um that doesn't get that i think the western understanding is oh well i go and do a yoga class once a week well actually you're not doing yoga because yoga actually would go being every part of your daily practice. It, you would be dealing with it whenever you're using breathing technique. It would be yeah. whenever you're working a daily routine of, you know, at least a good hour of, of yoga every day. That is just your practice where you're exploring your body and the changes in your body. 
so that you can adjust your practice on a daily basis to where you are as a whole. Um, and I think people misunderstand that kind of concept of holistic, what is treating the whole? Mm. Um, because yoga goes as far as what you're putting in your body um, and how you change the constitutions of your body and maintain them. And actually, I don't, you know, I am not a yoga instructor. I have never been on a yoga instructor course. And I understand that by observing yoga yeah. and people that practice yoga. Now, that if I know that much from just watching them, how, how much should you know if you're doing a yoga class at least once a week? Or one of those that does, I do three classes across the week during the summer uh, and one class across the week during the winter. I was like, okay, would you even understand that change in that body that is happening? And then I think to kind of then stretch that into the kind of chakra system and kind of going, do you understand where these all are every day? And actually, if you're working with them every day, you'd start to see very quickly that seven isn't enough. Mm. You would start yeah. to see that there are, you know, seven is too restrictive. But that is where you start and you work on that practice and you develop it until it expands to the 33 or the 140 or the 2000. And the reason they'll all differ is because that will be reflective of how many you've gained during progress throughout that practice. So it's a system of magic, which is very important. It is a genuine actual system of magic, which means counter to what a lot of people would think, actually sitting on your throne and changing the universe, not being comfortable and losing yourself like, you know some of our buddhist friends do oh that's fine i'll just accept what the universe is what the universe is now is actually with the chakra system about changing things to your will to a certain extent you can do that it's also a system for understanding yourself which is why they start with the seven and then moving on when you have a deep enough in understanding of yourself to mean that your fragile little mind isn't going to break when you start to explore things outside of yourself so the universe as a whole that's why when we go to from the chakra system you've got the seven another component part that they'll start to add in so underneath the roof root chakra they can some of them will say for example earth star goes there above the crown chakra they might say soul star and then universal and then galactic then divine gateway these are all quite modern names for various other chakras that are added outside but you'll see on the map or of the system that has been drawn you've got someone sat cross-legged on the floor with all seven of them dotted up through their core of their being through the center line of their body and then you've got one underneath and you've got several above these are all very very symbolic you know of different understanding and most importantly it's what people are not are missing because it's not all about understanding it's about connection about you being able to connect and control those parts of you so if you understand the solar plexus chakra the heart chakra the throat chakra, blah 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 that's mastery of that or i wouldn't say that those energy streams those things it, it takes all seven of those 
to be mastered really or to be decent with them in order for you to push outside of those in whatever direction whether you go sideways or whether you go up or whether you go down doesn't really fucking matter now before people ask then yes some of these line up with the uh the tree of life and all of that kind of thing but the tree of life is many different things added on top of each other and what they do with the chakra system is very different what they do with that is they add things above or below or to the side and that kind of thing with the tree of life system think about looking at the cover of a book you see that front cover if you decide to go below that you flip the page there's more words more pictures more 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 it doesn't take up any more space or you know anything like that you open it up whereas with the chakra system a lot of the time where uh people struggle with is that actually is a different way of mapping things people don't map things the same way so yes you go into the chakra which many people struggle with but then you also they add for greater concept of what is outside of myself what's universal gateway what's that mean what does uh what does soul star mean what's that part well you're trying at that point trying to map down your soul and how it interconnects with all the other souls and you know the universe of the soul and all that sort of shite so it is somewhat complicated i mean we don't have enough time to give away all of the secrets of the chakra system or teach people all the secrets of the chakra system so i think really we need to for the second half anyway probably focus on where i think and you think people go wrong and then maybe they can spot where they're going wrong and maybe we give them more food for thought and they adapt their practices a little bit so there's a stereotype shall i launch in on some ramblings i don't know if you might want to cut you launch, no you can launch in i was just going to say like I think the same problem happens with all the kind of occult processes. Mm. And I think the chakra system is the same to that in the sense that lots of people will go, why can I only find beginner books? And yes. The process works the same with any occult practice. When you're talking about the chakra system, you are getting the beginner's practice because all the books that are written about it, the modern ones anyway, are written about the fact that they need to have that common language that we were talking about before. They need mm. to start somewhere. And having it beautifully colour-coded makes it look like it's that simple. The same way that the compass looks, or the same way that the, the cardinal corners occur. It's a starting point that everybody should be at. And I think beyond that, people don't look there are there are no books on advanced chakra systems um you know you'll have the occasional blog where people are going to share their practice and their understanding but they're not going to net you know i i can't think i've ever seen any books on beyond the seven do you know mm -hmm. um but yeah now you can go off on your rant okay we'll start at the very beginning mr very good place to start okay. we'll start with we need two paths because yes there are two paths you can go down but in the long term there's still time to change the road you're on i believe is the led zeppelin quote <laughs> we need a karen 
Yes. It's always Karens that love this sort of shit, isn't it? We need a Karen and we need a, a, a male as well. Let's do some du, du, duplicit duality, right? Tarquin. Okay. <laughs> it's the closest thing to a man we can find, right? Tarquin. <laughs> On this here chakra path. Okay. Start with Karen, shall we? Karen is a 45-year-old woman. She has a couple of kids. She works bloody hard. She's not happy with her life. She's never really truly been happy with her life. She's on antidepressants. But it's fine because her friend, who's there for her, has always been for her, you know, therefore, has invited her, Karen, to come and attend a yoga retreat, right? And that yoga retreat, Karen found it wonderful. Karen was taught how to look after herself, how to unwind, how to do some stretching, how to eat proper nice vegan food. And she was also introduced to these things called chakras through the art of meditation. And the more she meditated upon these and did the yoga poses and the breathing and ate the nice unprocessed foods and such, the more Karen thought, I can actually feel something. I can actually feel an energy here. Everyone here is so nice. This is giving me meaning and control over my life. See where I'm going with this, Chris? <laughs> Karen got bit by the bug and she thinks there's more to this. There's more to life than my boring nine to five job and the kids I fucking love but fucking hate all at once. There's a bit of duality. Um, so Karen wants to push a little bit further. Now, it is a little bit of a shame that Karen was charged £3,000 for that two-day course on that yoga retreat. But there we go. There's a lot of capitalism in the new age, you know. But Karen wants to progress. She wants to learn more. She's interested. For the first time in her life, she's discovered something somewhat magical, something that she thinks can have, you know, can actually work and help her get her life to where she wants it. And that thing is this, I don't know what she calls it. It was a yoga retreat, but it was so much more than yoga, Chris. It was so much more than yoga. And these chakras, she's got, she wants to learn more, Chris. She wants to learn more. So the next step she does is she goes to the local psychic and holistic fair, Mr. Chris. Yeah, she goes to the local psychic holistic fair and she meets someone there that she thinks can teach her the next step. I mean, it was all listed. It was all it was all set in the stars, Chris. It was all set in the stars. I mean, she did the yoga thing. She was invited by a friend. You know, she saw this advert when she came home for the psychoanalytic fair and it said chakra readings and shit there. She went to the psychoanalytic fair. She saw some guy called Tarquin doing chakra realignments. He had a bunch of crystals and shit. She gave it a go. He sat her down or led her down on a massage table and he did some stuff over her. He did not touch her, not physically anyway, but he waved a bunch of stuff over her and asked if she felt anything. And do you know what, Chris? She kind of did. She kind of felt something. At this point, Tarquin says, if you really want to know about this chakra stuff, I teach it. I teach it, don't you know? I've learned from the great masters. I was away. I learned directly from India. I did not learn from these, these, these fake people 
I went to India and I learned it. Okay. I learned it from legit sources. This isn't no internet stuff. All of these people that they teach you is the internet stuff. But Karen says, oh, I went on this yoga retreat. Oh, no, 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 that's not the real thing. No, no, no. That is a Western, that's Western stuff. I learned mine from the East. Mine, I know the secrets, you see. Karen's wonderful. She thinks, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. I've got a real genuine mess. I can tell he's genuine because he looks scruffy and he's got a beard. I mean, how can someone look that fucking rough? You know, how can someone look that rough and care so much about all of this bullshit that we have in the Western world? You know, things like fashion and, you know, washing ourselves and, you know, becoming a, a, in the caught up in the rat race with a nine to five job. This person, he lives in a caravan, Chris. He lives in a caravan. He's got a beard. He washes once a week in a stream, you know. And he learned from the yogis, the yogi bears, maybe. I don't know. He learned from the, he went to India, Chris. That's all he said. He went to India. He learned from legit, right? That's our story thus far. If we backtrack, we can start from the very beginning, okay? Because Karen, unfortunately, is not in the beginning. In the beginning, there was no Karens. She ain't written in the Bible, is she? In the beginning, God created Karen now. No, no, no. You see, several years ago, Tarquin, who comes from a fairly somewhat affluent background, I mean, he's rich enough to have a mummy and daddy from a middle class, you know, kind of family that can support him. And they love him very much. So, of course, they would, you know, he went to private school. And then after private school, he thought, actually, mum and papa, I don't really want to go to university yet. I'd like a gap year. Everyone's taking a gap year. I think I need to go and 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 understand who I am. I want to go to India. I want to go to India. Mummy, mummy, can I go to India? Ask your father. Yes, <laughs> daddy and mummy have paid for me to take a trip to India. So Tarquin goes to India. Tarquin goes to India. And he teaches these various people in India the value of teamwork, you see. Because, of course, they all go off and they all think that they're impacting very complex political issues broad, when in reality, we won't even go into that. Anyway, gap year students, Chris. Gap year students, spirituality. I'm sure we've done a podcast on that. Either way, when he's in India, he's, he thinks, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. These Indian people the religion, everything, the magic, everything around is so amazing. I need to learn more. I need to learn more, you know. So he finds the most stereotypical, magical kind of yogi person that he possibly can find, basically on the high street or just off the high street, because these people don't live in monasteries and in places far, far away, like the weird little witch that lives in the middle of the forest that you have to trek to. No, no, no. Luckily, when Tarquin went, he decided to go to one of the local places. He knew it was good because all the white people go there and are willing to spend a lot of money. So the person that he is learning from has offered to teach him for a little bit of money, but it's all right, mummy and daddy's paying for it. You know, all of the rich, wealthy white people go there as well. So it's got to be good, hasn't it, Chris? Yeah, do you want to continue the story? <laughs> do you see where this is going? <laughs> exactly where this is going at what point does he come back does he spend a year there or is it just literally a couple of months 
this guy probably a couple of months, if that. A couple of months. And then he, he comes with the yogi for says, three days. He says, Mummy, Daddy, I don't want to be a capitalistic shill like you. I don't want to go to university. I want to set up my own thing. I, you don't understand. You don't understand. The world is a changing. We need to look. You can't stop. You need to stop eating animals, mummy and daddy. You need to stop the fox hunting. You need to stop all of these things. You're supporting an evil world. You know, I can't be a part of an evil world. So just write me a check, and I'll go and buy a camper van for sixty grand, and I'll go on tour, and I'll enlighten the people in the UK. You see. Obviously, there are more budget versions of this because not everyone does have a mummy and daddy that are willing to do this. But this is a story I've seen at a ridiculous amount of times, which it, this is a kind of a parody of all of this. <laughs> but yes, there are poor, poorer equivalents and poorer people that might not make it all the way to India or might go there and actually have to work because mummy and daddy can't afford to send them and such. But then they often come back, you know. So anyway... Tarquin goes around. He finds a lots of more enlightened people, you know. They vary from enlightened people with trust funds that can afford to support themselves and enlightened people with no fucking money and are just on benefits and yet everyone that they basically take, well, everyone else supports them whilst they look down on everyone else that has actual jobs and such. Met a lot of these people as well, Mr. Chris. Anyway, he surrounds himself by the right sort of people chris because he's morally justified it's all about morality chris he Where's knows he gets knows. the magic clear gets the magic oh, yes. so anyway he gets to know all these people and he does the yoga retreats and all of that sort of thing which he doesn't get charged all that much for because he's a friend you know you know meeting these people at various campsites and such. But he decides, I need to start, you know, making a little bit of mo money because, well, in all honesty, Daddy's turned his back on me. He says I'm an embarrassment. I need to grow up and get a fucking job. But he's just a, a fucking idiot Tory. I mean, what does he know? He's just part of the big conservative agenda, Mr. Chris. He doesn't know. He's caught in the rat race. Okay. He's a shill, he's a Nazi and such, right? So I know I can make a little bit of money. I'll go and I'll do the psychic and holistic thing. So I'll set up and do some chakra realigning. Because over when I was in India, they taught me how to do this. And I've amassed quite the crystal collection at this point. So I can both use some of my crystals as tools. And I can also sell crystals as well, because people like to sell crystals. There was that one lady who was very rude that talked about slavery and how dare I support slavery by selling crystals, but I'm pretty sure they're good crystals. I mean, I got them wholesale from a UK supplier. I mean, there's surely standards and such. I don't know. Anyway, I did the psychic and holistic fairs. I toured around in my camper van. I met this wonderful lady called Karen, who I managed to convince to give me some money so I'll be able to afford fuel and food for the next couple of weeks or so. I've just got to teach her how to do some chakra and Reiki realignments and such, because I've also picked up Reiki as well. That was just a little bolt on. You see, one of the people from the camp that I was saying at taught me that in a, in a weekend. We shared, she had a guitar, we used to sing, you know. 
but anyway karen's coming over well i say she's coming over i've got to drive my camper van to her house because i don't really have a house to invite her to so i said i'd do an in call i said i'd only charge a little extra for it but that's just for the fuel you know i'm liking this karen woman i think she could be really good she's got something in her i saw the such light within her you know it's trapped i really think i can help her anyway it's like a choose your own adventure. You can all decide what you think is going to happen next. But I mean, it's probably not going to end well for either of them, really, is it? I'll just leave that story there. <laughs> I think people can really mull that over and really think about it. What do you get from the story, Mr. Chris? What do you get from it? Lots of lots of Liam's bias, and lots okay, of would you lots like to of Liam's, do a story for us? Lots of Liam's elitism, but it's fine. It's true, and you see a lot <laughs> of it. You've met these people as well, though, haven't you? You've met the Tarquins and the Karens and such. It's like the I blind have. leading the blind. And part of it is this, and it's the same reason we have the problem with with Wicker in the same way, is that it's watered down occultism mm. where they feel they've grasped it and because it's working they don't work beyond yeah and i think that's what happens with a lot of practitioners mm. in this day and age is because that's what they see in all of the books and all of the blogs they think that's the top of it when actually what they're looking at is you know the foundation and probably what's on the scrap scrap heap at the bottom and they're not seeing the actual full possibility that is available in such a system mm. because ultimately you know liam said choose your own adventure a big part of it is that and i think most people don't have the drive in order to push themselves further and further because there is so much more to be found but they want it to be they a lot of people particularly in this day and age where everything can be fact checked in the kind of mundane world that when it, they when they adapt over to the um you know the magical world they can't fact check the things they've experienced and seen so they have to look for others that may have f felt and experienced those same things. And unfortunately, those are going to be the ones that talk about it. And the ones that talk about it often haven't got a lot of experience. So they kind of think, oh, OK, well, I'm doing fine because, you know, that group over there that I met on Facebook are doing the same thing. Um not seeing that that is that is not the extent of it you know mm. you go and learn basic maths at school you then have to leave school and apply it to the real world so it has to develop and change as you develop and change into your world your kind of life and i don't see why people don't seem to understand that practice both the magical and the mundane kinds need to see that progression otherwise you're still at that reception class not learning anything um 
you know perhaps, and I perhaps when Tarquin was over in India they assigned him some very simple meditations and tasks to do and introduced him to this great beautiful kind of mural thing on the wall which was basically someone sitting cross-legged on the floor with a bunch of colored dots surrounding it you know Tarquin might have been introduced with it Tarquin might have been told to do this and keep doing it much like you know some of the ceremonial magicians tell them to go and do the lesser banishing and a ritual of the pentagram twice a day for an entire fucking year in the hopes that it will you know g them up they're able to produce and sense enough energy that they actually start to get the ball rolled and kind of like when you lit that match and throw it on that kindling that was attached to those gasoline bottles and then it will blow up that person's house that time you know that kind of thing it all adds up and builds up and such but there's got to be a spark and this might have been the spark the problem is is that tarquin didn't really get anywhere did he he took that thing and he just brought it back and he doesn't seem to be expanding and pushing but he does seem to feel like he's got somewhere and this is the big issue there's a, another interesting thing that that karen she lives next to a, a magician a ceremonial magician literally right next door that ceremony ceremonial magician does exactly the same thing the only difference is they just collect more and more books they try to conjure a demon every now and then don't really fucking work all the lot certainly haven't had any physical manifestations or anything but something spooky happens every now and again but they buy more and more books more and more books on ceremonial magic and witchcraft and such and then there's someone down the road that calls themselves a shaman but i don't really understand what he says half the time i know he smokes a, smokes a lot of cannabis though and he always stinks of cannabis he's always coming out with all sorts of bullshit but he doesn't really seem to have his life in order he doesn't really seem to well be able to support himself or anyone else he's had his kids taken away and his wife or ex-wife doesn't talk to him anymore you know in fact he's a pretty much a fucking shambles in fact when i think of all of them the two neighbors you know the shaman ceremonial magician witch karen tarquin they're all a fucking shambles but why are they shambles that's what i'd really like to get into why do you think they're shambles is it a personality thing? Is it psychology? Is it just being taught wrong? What is it? Well, with with most of these these particular people, is their one their foundation is rocky because they've just learned one thing and gone with it. Um, they don't seem to understand that actually, if all of these people were to even sit down in a room and talk about practice even mm. though they don't know anything actually experience each other's practices would have actually given them a better foundation um because they'd have seen the other perspectives that are available to them and then they might have a, an opportunity to have had an original thought mm. for the first time i think a lot of and again, a lot of it is because in the Western world, we are, like I said at the beginning, leaving leaving the cycle of Pisces, leaving the cycle of the Yahweh, where we've spent, you know, best part of two and a half thousand years 
just believing well this there is a right way to do everything mm, yeah and as long as you're doing it the right way you'll be fine so mm. that doesn't leave you room for experimentation it doesn't leave room for exploration um it doesn't leave a lot of room for all those exciting things that can be seen if you look off the path and I think that's kind of what I struggle with is this very linear up down path of the kind of you know kundalini version shall we say of of the of the chakra system that kind of suggests that once you know all of these you'll be fine and as long as they all stay in a straight line you'll be fine because i've done what i was told and i followed what i was told to do whereas ultimately all the best explorations that have happened in any subject have been by trying new things giving a new something else a go cultural fusion shall we say of mixing and matching with other other places and we're even getting it now to go on a little rant of my own as you manage to get squeeze a 10 minute one in um i'll give a one minute rant about cultural misappropriation oh yay especially because obviously the current uh witch wars is also about um appropriation and say that does it not sound very convenient at at the point in which time that we find ourselves now talking about freedom of information mm. freedom of ideas and all that that suddenly a conservative concept like misappropriation should turn up that says you shouldn't be doing other people's things you shouldn't be going anywhere near other people's things stick in your Keep own in, lane key is stay in your own lane so it all it's all very convenient and sounds like another one of those master plans not very good at those make the plan up as you go along do what the fuck you like that's the whole point um well, you if see. you want the me <laughs> if you want the meaning of life the meaning of life is to experience mm. doesn't go any further than that the rest of that's up to you make your own adventure well karen lives next to obviously the met ceremonial magician -y kind of weird witchy person but she's scared of him he's a little bit creepy she stays away from him it's all that dark evil stuff i mean she doesn't know that because she's never even had a conversation with him but he wears a lot of black and he puts like pentagrams and shit in the windows and stuff it's all really rather freaky and the other man down the road he stinks of weeds so she doesn't want to have anything to do with him you know but you know this tarquin guy seems quite promising i mean he seems so enlightened and it's so romantic him living in a, ba a van and all that she wishes she could just ditch her kids and the husband that she no longer loves and go off traveling with tarquin i mean who knows maybe in the next chapter she will i don't know <laughs> what's fascinating is that obviously with tarquin working in the psychic and holistic fair trade He's been asked and given opportunities to have readings and therapies and such by other magical practitioners of different varieties. He's had other people realign his chakras. 
which he thought, well, that's not the way I was taught to do it. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. He's been had the tarot reader tell him that he will find love one day. It's really rather great, but he's looking forward to that when it happens. But of course, it won't happen until it needs to happen, of course. He doesn't need to do anything about it. And he certainly doesn't need to wash or anything like that. If love is meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, <laughs> and then you've got various other people at the psychic fairs, you know. Of course, he could look at the other things, but he knows deep down that chakras is the real thing, you see. Chakras is where it's at. He knows that. He's experienced the chakra system. He knows it's real. He knows it works. Never mind the other stuff. That's probably all just rubbish or not as good. But, I mean, there's no point in entertaining any of that or understanding any of that. Maybe he'll buy a book on it at some point in the future. Put it on a shelf and never read it. I don't know. He can't fit many books in his camper van. That's the problem. But either way, all of these people that are potentially on the same street, at least they are when Tarquin decided to pull up and ask, well, actually, if I'm honest with you, I'll tell you what happens next. Tarquin and um, Karen did have a little bit of falling out. I think they became a little bit too close, but then Tarquin kept on trying to guilt her into letting him park his camper van on her driveway because he ain't got nowhere to park it. She basically told him that he needs to fuck off. And now Karen just goes to the local fitness first that does a yoga class once a week. But she's still clinging. She's still clinging that one day she'll find something. She'll find the real thing and someone that can teach her. But there we go. I think there are some morals here. I think most importantly, try to understand what the chakra system actually is. Maybe we could do it something i'll do a ramblings on it at some point shall i yeah i think it's one of those things to just to kind of reiterate and kind of push is don't trust even if, even if you don't like somebody else's system or it doesn't mm. gel as well learning about it and kind of finding your own your own way of looking at it is really important for you to actually kind of go actually be able to place yourself in where your practice is i think mm. perspective is very important and seeing other people's perspectives is quite interesting it's not as important as knowing what your perspective is and actually managing that but i think it's an important part of actually getting to know and understand yourself and where your position is. Um, ultimately, you're the one that's got to keep exploring. And there might be one thing in the chakra system that you quite like, and it can bring that into your practice. You may just hate it all completely, but you're only going to know that if you actually try to understand it, because otherwise you're just hating on somebody else's practice just for the sake of it. And we wouldn't want you to be doing that now, would we? No. We've both met many Karens and many Tarquins. Uh, both when we used to do psychic the old psychic analytic trail ourselves. But they, they aren't really learning magic and they're not really pushing magic. And their understanding is very limited and never really grows. That's the thing. They have a system and practice a system that is entirely copy and paste. 
they merely copy and tell you the answers that they themselves have been told every now and then they feel like they have some sort of interconnectedness with the universe but that normally just comes from taking a shitload of drugs you know i don't consider that to be real enlightenment and it doesn't seem to get them very far either but that's it for this edition of the no holds barred witchcraft podcast probably the moral of the story was that what really let them down was the psychology was their own lack and thirst for progression which is something that you won't find with most of our patrons they're all thirsty for more and more and more and push themselves so they're not going to fall into the tarquin trap also echo chambers tarquin always surrounded himself with the same sort karen also she literally lived right next to someone with a very different perspective that was very magical never did she attempt to even have the slightest of conversations with them it was very sad really over and out my dear friends chris is waving goodbye to you i know you can't see but he is <laughs>